Yo, welcome back or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Fools, Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Drell. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week. Yeah. It's another week, another week of begging. So here we go. Yeah. Go ahead. Whatever platform you own, go ahead and follow us, like us, share us. If you can rate us, go ahead and rate us. Give us five stars, nothing less. If you can review us, go ahead, give us a whole bunch of love and help us grow this educated fool empire. As you know how them algorithms be working. So the more y'all follow, the more y'all like, the more y'all share, the more listeners we get and the larger this thing grow. We do appreciate those who be listening. Appreciate the feedback. And, you know, we just going to keep rocking. So thank y'all for rocking with us. And like, absolutely. And like we do every week, we check in first. So how you doing, my brother? (laughs) Well, bro, it's my favorite holiday of the year this weekend. And as you can see, our listeners can't see. But as soon as I logged in, Jeff was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I got this wig on, right? Because a part of my costume (laughs) is a wig. And um, it is this wig. And it's not curly enough. I'm not going to tell y'all. Well, I can tell y'all who I'm going to be because by the time this airs, uh, Halloween will be over. So I'm going to be Jon Snow, but my wig ain't curly enough. So I'm two strand twisting it uh, like Big Mom and them used to do, you know, or, or shoot, like people do nowadays. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, people... two strand twist that thing out. Get some, get the curls you want. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what that's what I'm doing. Like my, my this is my favorite holiday out of the year. So I'm 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 excited. Um, also coming back off of a really good, you know, homecoming weekend. Shout outs to Georgia State. Um, that was dope. Um, something you know happened there that I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna air out our our campus's dirty laundry. But I will say uh, something happened there that I was really disappointed about. Um, Georgia State alum who were there at the tailgate, y'all know what happened. Um, I was not excited about that. So yeah, I won't be back, um, to, you know, the Greek tailgate and all that kind of stuff like that. You know, I just figured like, man, I'm too old for this. You know, (laughs) I, I'm 12 years in Greekdom. Um, also, you know, 13 years graduated. I'm like, man, no, I'm good, bro. This ain't for me. This for the kids. So there's two things there. Like the realization of like, yo, I'm old. (laughs) Yeah, this for the kids. I mean, I think there's certain parts of it for the kids, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember working at Winston, right, and uh-huh. they they kind of figured out a, a nice blend for homecoming because, like, my first two years, or my I was only there two years, but so the first two years, oh, I, okay. the two years I was there, the concerts mm-hmm. were all driven towards you know the recently graduated alum. Which is great because I got yeah. to see J. Cole before J. Cole popped off. Um yeah. I gotta see Pusha T. Um I'm trying to remember who else. It was a couple other people. <laughs> but okay. the year I left, they added a concert, and that concert was for the grown folks, right? So it was like BBD. It's like people it was like, all right, for the actual alum, we we give y'all a show. So I think that's nice. all you know, your alum has to do is give some events where you separate those recently graduated alum who out there getting it popping and your old self where you just want to hang out and chill. <laughs> yeah. And there were some of those kinds of events happening. I just didn't get to get to um, many of them only because I got there, you know, I'm an adult, I have a job. So I had to get down there, you know, late Friday afternoon. Um, and by the time I got there, I was already tired. My homegirl was like, all right, what you trying to do? I'm like, man, I ain't trying to do much. And we going to this tailgate tomorrow. So we just, uh, we sat in the house and chilled. Well, actually, no, we didn't. We went to a hookah bar, sat, um, caught up me and my other two friends that I told y'all about in the last episode, my crew. So we, you know, caught up at the hookah bar, did that, uh, and went home. Uh, we old, man. Shoot. <laughs> you know, my homegirl of the crew, like, her son is, you know, seven years old now. We like, whoa, shakes, man. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, a couple years ago, I, re- I wrote a blog on like rules of engagement with me when you're inviting me somewhere. Now that I'm, I was like, now that I'm over 30, here's are things you need to think about when you invite me somewhere. <laughs> like no more spontaneous texting me the night of. 
Like that ain't that ain't gonna nope. work. Like <laughs> not, gonna not, work. not gonna work. You text me the night of, it's a ninety nine percent chance I'm saying no. Especially now I got kids, but it was before we had kids. I was like, yo, you got to give me at least a day, because when I get home, <laughs> if yeah. I am not in like going out mode or I'm not thinking I'm going out, yo, I'm shutting it down. Like once I once I throw on these basketball shorts, it's a wrap. Like, I'm not going nowhere. Fair. So, like, you can't text me. I'm not hopping up anymore. Like, you have to give me some notice so I can possibly take a nap because I'm old. <laughs> Depends on how long we're going to be yeah. out. So, it was, it was just like little things like that. Like, yo, I don't do clubs no more. I'll do a lounge. Um, give me a booth. Like, I'm not standing up in a club no more. Don't call me to go do those things. So, I mean, things change. We get a little bit older, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't do bottle service. Like if we going out, that's not what I'm doing. Uh, that, no. that makes zero sense. That's too much. It's too expensive. Like, and then they're gonna give you like Evan Williams <laughs> like, for uh, like three hundred dollars. You're yeah. like, man, I can get Evan Williams yeah. for twenty dollars. I don't I don't need to do bottle service to say we're doing bottle service. That is not no. that is not what I'm doing here. That is not financially responsible at all. <laughs> so I mean me and my partner, like, we got this thing where uh if people ask us like, hey, what y'all doing? Like y'all wanna come out? We'll be like, Okay, where is it? What we doing? They're like, Oh, we going to the club. We'll just look at each other like mm, nope. <laughs> but if they say like it's a lounge or something like that, or like a hookah bar where we can sit down, then we good with that. Like we Gucci. But as far as like a club where we gotta stand up, we do that probably once I would say once every other month. Uh, when we really feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you the last time I've been to a club. And yeah. the last time I went to a club probably was like, yo, this is my last time coming to a club. Like me and my wife looked at actually I do remember it was a few years ago. And we live in a college town, so it was kind of hard to escape the college students, right? So yeah. we were celebrating a colleague who got a new job and was getting out of here. Like we celebrate when people leave yeah. those well, people of color. We like, yeah, you made it out. <laughs> right. And so we went to a club, right? She wanted to go out. We went to a club and I'm in, we in this club and I'm looking around and I see like my BSU president, like twerking on a wall on some dude. I'm like, yo, I just can't do this no more. <laughs> like, I can't, especially here. Like I can't do it. Uh, so yeah, yeah man, yeah. there's rules yeah. when you get old. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of my. Like, I don't want to see my my students twerking like no, no. That, no. no. I mean, no. especially she was like, we were really close. My BSU president, she like a little sister. I'm like, yo, I can't, I can't do this. I just, mm-mm, I'm done. I, I'm I'm officially old, and I'm no longer going to clubs. Um, so yeah, yeah, no. Um, I'll I'll dust that blog off and uh and share it because another thing on there because my cousin posted something the other day of like a like a thousand dollar restaurant bill. And I was like, who was the person who was only trying to spend $25 on a plate? Because mm-hmm. I don't do that no more either. Like, yo, we go out, we split, like everybody paying the same amount. Um, and we ain't arguing about, I, I only got water. Like, I'm not doing those arguments. Like, <laughs> bro, I can't tell you how, how, and this might be a whole other topic segment right like i can't tell you i can't even begin to tell you how that burns me up when folks are like well how my bill get like this i only got xyzzz and you like well we did agree to split it well i ain't agreed to split nothing and da 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 was like well this is i mean we we did a democratic process here you know, and we agreed to split well i only plan to do and we'll be like you know what fine split it amongst us you take get your own bill you don't come out with us no more. Yeah. And that's how, that's what happens. People get shunned from the group. Cause it's like, well, you know, when you come out with us, we splitting it. Like we adults here. Like we, yeah. if you haven't budgeted your money well enough to go on a night out, then tell tell me you can't come. Right. I'll be yeah. fine with you saying like, yo, I ain't got it. I can't come. I'll be fine with that. Yeah. Cause then that gives me the option to be like, don't worry. I got you. Mm-hmm. Or be like, all right, next time. But I don't, yeah. don't let the bill come. And then you'd be like, yo, I didn't eat none of that appetizer. So what? Like For what? We all we all doing this. Actually, we didn't we didn't kind of elevate. It all depends on how much the bill is. Um, where it's like mm-hmm. we end up fighting who's gonna just pay the bill, right? Like, just let us take mm-hmm. it. I think people be trying to get rewards. That's what we be doing. Like, yo, I got the bill. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I and that's what happens when you get older. We start fighting over who going who card is who, going who over. Card is, so yeah, point. yeah, like who take it? Like, no, we got the bill this time. Y'all got it last time. Like, no. <laughs> I need this freaking flyer yeah. mouse. Let me uh let me go ahead and take this mm-hmm. bill. This one a little larger one. Let me go ahead and get this one. 
Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, cash at me. Yeah. So you know what I mean. It's so it's just it's just interesting saying that. And then I guess the second piece of that it has really nothing to do with it, but somewhat similar. Um, and I mm-hmm. I can't believe we didn't even think about this when we were like trying to figure out what topics to talk about today. Like, yo, mm-hmm. we got to talk about Howard, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely need to talk about Howard. Like, I don't know how we were like, yo, what are we going to talk about? And two educators <laughs> it was like. Right. <laughs> man, it's some stuff going on there, boy. I, yikes. It's. Yikes. Yo, it's crazy. Yikes. It's absolutely yeah. crazy that it's happening at a place like Howard. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it Howard isn't... Alright, I'm not going to call out just a, a HBCU because I don't want people to get mad at me. But it's not a small HBCU, right? Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, it's not a small HBCU, right? It's not one of these mm-hmm. HBCUs that, that are rarely heard of, don't have a large alumni base. Like, it's not one of those, right? Mm-hmm. It is Howard. Yeah. Right? And so for for those who don't know, right, students mm-hmm. are living literally in unhabitable Abject poverty. Like unhabitable con- conditions in these residence halls, right? Um, yeah. where they have no no running water, the water is or if they do, the water is dirty. Um, mm-hmm. I saw students removing like photos from the back of the wall and it's just filled with nothing but mold and mold is growing throughout the building and mm. students are pissed. Obviously they're like sleeping outside in tents. They're sitting in at the president's office, going at their vice president, uh, you know, student affairs, like these things need to be changed. And the administration is doing nothing. Like they are yeah, mad. Like TikToks and Instagram and stuff. Like this is one TikTok that's gotten really popular of this one girl. She she was talking about I love my HBU except for the vegetarian food line, where it's only leafy greens and carrots and stuff that you would traditionally think of as a meal for a vegetarian, right? Like vegetarians eat more than just carrots, cucumbers, and, <laughs> and vegetables and stuff. Right? Like I literally eat everything but meat. <laughs> like you can give me so many options and you can get creative with those options right yeah. i was with you know my my brother-in-law and his fiance who are vegetarians right so what, what did i make i made them a portobello like sandwich like a it was like a hamburger but it was just straight portobello right, a right. teriyaki they're, they're good teriyaki they're really good. portobello sandwich right like i know y'all don't eat meat so here let me spruce this up for you right um i learned how mm-hmm. to make a chickpea nugget like a chicken nugget but it's made out of chickpeas right like Mm -hmm. all right i know y'all are coming i know y'all are vegetarian let me figure out how to make meals that are substantial versus like i'm just gonna give you a salad like i'm not even gonna try i'm just gonna give you a salad and like that is your response to students who are going to be there for nine months right you're going to be with us for nine months but every day because you're a vegetarian all you get is this house salad like if they give them a house salad it's, it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. They, they're living with rodents they're living with mold and like i saw a statement from the president it was like they need to end this now like well come on man like we have to do better for all our students particularly our black students if we're telling all these we're trying to highlight this hbcu experience and you're not mm-hmm. providing them livable conditions that's just unacceptable and to get yeah. upset and there are people yeah, there are people out here that are like plugging HBCUs that go hard for HBCUs, especially, you know, surrounding those Facebook uh, topics that have been controversial lately or those uh, those social media topics that have been controversial with regard to HBCUs versus PWIs. Right. And which one is better or whatever have you. And that sparked a whole movement of folks that have come out like, yo, HBCUs are the wave. However, there are instances at these HBCUs that have to stop um, or, or, or there are things that are going on at these HBCUs in, in the same with, with some of our PWIs in, um, in our, you know, Hispanic servant institutions and other types of institutionals uh, or, or other institutional types, excuse me. Um, they have things going on that definitely needs to stop. And this thing at Howard 
has really gone too far. And Howard has had a track record in these past 10 years of just stuff after stuff after stuff, right? Like the financial aid debacles and the lack of housing and the inadequate housing and the food and the campus services and allowing people to come on campus with their dogs and, you know, crapping all over the yard. This this stuff has to stop. Like I saw, I saw a young lady and it was heartbreaking for me. Right. She was like, it was yeah. been my dream since I was six years old to come to Howard. Oh. Right. Like this has been my dream. And this is her freshman year after dealing with COVID, all, you know, our final year of high school. Like these are all these things that our students are coming with that we need to acknowledge. Right. Like last yeah. year was a terrible year. Yes. For us as adults. But think about all the high school students who lost their homecomings, their proms, like all these things that we got to do, which I feel all those are overrated, but whatever that but I got the chance to do it. Right. And mm-hmm. so now it's their dream to go to Howard. And then they're like, yo, I can't even live in my, I can't even live in my residence hall and a residence hall for y'all who aren't in the higher ed housing realm dorm. <laughs> um, I can't live in my dorm. Like that is crazy to me. And for like administration to get, be upset that students are airing out because that's I, that's one thing that frustrates me with with us. And when I say us, I say black people. It's you, but yeah, these issues are happening, but you don't air out our dirty lounge, like right? You don't air it out, and that's what the administration is mad. Like, yo, y'all could have kept that between us. Y'all didn't have to air this out to the world, but it's like, but you're not even changing it. Like, we aired it out to the world, and you're still not changing it. So imagine if we didn't, how much like worse and slower it will be. Like we have to do better for our own, right? You have to do more than just providing them a bomb ass homecoming. Like, woo, that's what I used to say when I, I I don't, because y'all can y'all can Google my my LinkedIn or whatever and find out where I work. So I don't want to I don't want to bash too much, but that's what I mean, yeah, right? But that's what I mean. Like the like and yo HBCU, HBCUs produce some of the greatest people and politicians lawyers, doctors, like it is the wave, right? Like I enjoyed the atmosphere more than I've ever enjoyed any atmosphere that I've ever worked at a college campus. That is one thing I will not take away from my, from my years working at HBCU. It was inspirational. It was amazing. And it's, it's something that I would treasure forever, but in so many regards, we have to do better. We have to do better. And Howard has to do better. I have to, and they should have done better months ago like this has been going on for like over a week now maybe even longer like two weeks possibly yeah like of of what we know right school's been in since august like come on man it's crazy it's 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 crazy that has gotten this far to you know tiktok takeovers and twitter takeovers and you have you know you have alum who are Saying they need to do better. I saw a tweet from, you know, MLK the third. I'm like, yo, Howard needs to do better. Uh, my boy, Roland Martin. I love making fun of all you alphas and Roland Martin. Cause he, <laughs> sometimes he just get in the mood to stroll on his lie. <laughs> oh my God. Roland Martin is so obnoxious. When I was in grad school, me and Roland Martin, like had it out on Twitter and it's no longer up, but we had it out on Twitter because he was being a little homophobic and he wasn't owning up to it. And that's okay. I still hold true to this day that Roland Martin was being homophobic. I don't think Roland Martin is homophobic, but those comments definitely were. In that moment. And so I was like, Roland, mm, you need to do better. And we just had it out. Uh, but yeah. Back to the point, though. Like it, 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 it really is heartbreaking to know that these are the institutions for our people, built for our people, by our people. And we are not getting the adequate service or the adequate attention that we need for our students with regard to, you know, adequate services and adequate, you know, supplies of things and, you know, decent meals. And our students are sitting out on Georgia Avenue in tents, right? Like that's not okay. That's not safe either. No, so, it's an open campus. Like yeah, it's an open yeah. campus to the, like anyone can walk onto that campus in that community, which happens from time and which happens if people talk about safety there as well, right? Like right. We just have to do better for these for these students, man. It is we do. It is crazy. Like people are sending their students, their kids, their babies, their you know, 
there's 17, 18 year olds, right? That's not, they didn't go there. You think they want to be protesting and sleeping out in the tent? They want to sleep in a building, but they can't. You know why? Because there's no running water. There's mold. There's rodents. Like there's things that real, like just basic human decency that they're not being afforded right here. And it's, it's crazy. And it's, yeah. And you know what? I've seen administrators get upset with students' parents, but I also am the one who will side with a parent very quickly with regard to the quality of the atmosphere, the quality of services, and the quality of instruction. If my student is paying an arm and a leg, or even if we're not paying an arm and a leg, if we're pay- if we're giving this institution any amount of money, then we should, you know, have some kind of expectation in return that the institution is providing us what they said they were going to provide us. And on the website, Howard looks amazing. Howard is great. They have great alumni, great instructors. I mean, they just got Felicia Rashad as their dean of the College of Arts and Humanities, the Chadwick Bozeman College of, you know, Arts and Humanities and things of that nature, right? And so, again, they have to do better. And administrators cannot get upset by this because we fail to do our jobs as administrators to make sure that we provide a decent space for these students. And that's something we're going to have to you know, rectify within ourselves and not get upset with these parents because way too often we get upset with these parents, but these parents are justified in that because these are their children. I'll always side with a parent when we're in the wrong. Absolutely. Like if the institution that I work for is in the wrong, like, all right, we have to own that. We have to accept that. Like, we're not going to get everything right. We're not going to make every decision right. And we have to be able to accept that. And, and, and I mean, it's just customer service. (laughs) Like, yes, the customer isn't always right, but when they are right, we have to do what is what we have in our power to rectify that and to fix that. Right. So yes, if I'm, how can I get mad at a parent when like my baby is sleeping outside? Like, no, your baby is choosing to sleep outside. They can go back in the room. Okay. But it's mold in that room. Right. Who wants to do that? Like, that's not even healthy. That's, that's dangerous. Like you don't supposed to be inhaling mold. Like, (laughs) so like it it bothers me when, when we are so quick to throw away parents. Cause yes, we do have certain parents who step over the line and they try to do your job and they have no clue what they're doing. And I get that. Right. I do get those. I think somebody oh, the other day called them like bulldozing parents. They don't even call them helicopter parents no more. Like some parents bulldoze their way through the system. I get that. But when there's a legitimate beef and their claims are substantiated by us doing wrong, we have to we have to own up to that. So, you know, right. that was a unexpected one. But you know, when you were talking about, you know, you talked about homecoming, I was just thinking like, yo, we, we, we cannot as educators not touch on Howard um, and, and bring light to people who may not even know. Cause that's another thing. Like if this happened at Chapel Hill, it'll be all on CNN. It'll be everywhere in the world. Right. The fact that this is be. only popping off on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok lets you know that once again, we don't get the coverage that we deserve. Right. We don't get the respect that we deserve because these students are living in hell and it's only popping off on black Twitter. Right. It's ridiculous. So put it into it. Man. Yeah. Put it into put it. it yeah. Speaking of putting it into it. Mm-hmm. Can we put it into this? What's up? Boozy. <laughs> I've been telling y'all put it in the boozy. <laughs> Uh, listen, have you heard what they're calling him now? They call him Lil Bussy. And if y'all don't know what Bussy is, look it up on UrbanDictionary.com. I'm not going to say it, but they've been calling him that for a couple of weeks. And I am, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, in Boosie. Yeah. So this is what I like. This is what I proposed, right? When we were like, what are we going to talk about? And I was like, mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like we give Boosie way too much airspace. We do. Like, if I think about the last five or six episodes, I would say he has crept his way into this, into our podcast with something, with something he's done. Like, and I'm at the point to where, like, I'm ready to talk about him one more time and never talk about Boozy again. We can end it tonight. (laughs) Like, let's, (laughs) let's end these conversations about Boozy because he, is not going to stop. 
He has shown who he is. He has shown his character. Um, like my Angela says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And believe them. he is homophobic. Very, Dan- very much so. And dangerously, violently homophobic. Yeah. Cause there's very nothing so. in me that makes me believe if him and little Nas X were to cross paths that he wouldn't try to harm that young man. And that's unfortunate because Lil Nas X is far younger than him, is just a young man doing his thing and has no beef with Boosie. There's no reason for Boosie to even be in a space where he would even be remotely upset with Lil Boosie. And, you know, one of the things that he's always saying is, well, what about the kids? What about the kids, sir? Again, as we've continued to say, you're the same person who paid a stripper to rape your son. That is not okay. You don't you don't care for children. What you are is homophobic. You don't give a damn about children. He don't. Clearly. And that I mean and, and and if he did care about children, then he wouldn't go out go so hard as Zaya Wade either. If you cared so much about children, let Zaya Wade be who she is and just leave her alone if you care so much about children. And it's just I mean it's crazy that like Lil Nas X take up that much space in your mind. <laughs> like he is living rent free in your head. And it is driving you bonkers in the wild. Part of me thinks some of it is probably out of sheer jealousy. Right? I like, think so. I think a lot of it is out of I sheer jealousy so. of the stature that of and the accolades Lil Nas X has been able to amass. Um, in a short amount of time, right? Right. And, and Boozy has been going at this for a super long time. Um, yeah. And I think I came to that realization when he tweeted something about his movie. Like I didn't even know he had a movie out, but he he did a he has a movie like a life story, mm-hmm. and like no one was plugging it. Obviously. Y'all probably didn't know he had a movie until <laughs> I said it right now. Ain't uh, nobody watching that shit. <laughs> right? But, like, there's no pub. No one's pumping him up. I think he did a – everybody does a premiere. He had, like, no huge celebrities at a premiere for him. Like, he had nobody. Right? And I, yeah. so I think, like, the fame, the popularity of, to him, this kid, um, it's eating at him a little bit. And then Lil Nas X is. is such a troll. <laughs> he, he is a troll. He is what I a, love it. And he knows it. Like he tells people all the time, right? Oh yeah. Like that's how he even started before he even started like music. He was he got popularity because he just was trolling celebrities. And then he became yeah. a celebrity and he was like, I need to slow down. <laughs> but he still yeah. trolls. So like yeah. what brought this conversation up this week and boozy back into the news is Lil Nas X was trolling. He was on live. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked him a question about Boozy. And he was like, no, we good. We doing a song together. <laughs> <laughs> and just that statement, just mm-hmm. that statement alone, Boozy lost his mind. Like Boozy went on a huge rant, right? Told him, stop sure trolling is. me. If you commit suicide, you would do the world a huge favor. Nobody wants you here. Mm. 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 So that that clearly puts you in the mindset of a person who is disturbed, or, or or it gives you an idea of the mindset of a person who is mentally disturbed at this point. And, and your homophobia runs so deep that you're wishing that this person commit harm against themselves or that someone else commits harm against them, that is super inappropriate. Super inappropriate. And it just, I mean, we talked about it a while back, but like, this is why the Trevor Project was Mm -hmm. created, right? Right. Like suicide amongst the LGBTQ community, particularly people of color. That shit is not a joke. It's not. Like, that's not a joke. our, Our numbers are staggeringly high. Mm-hmm. Not in just suicides, but also violence against people of color who in the LGBTQ community is higher than. And and when we say higher, like, I think y'all forget we are black people in general. 
Yeah. It's not that many of us in the United States. (laughs) It's not. We're like 3% of the population or something like that. Crazy. Right. So if we are on like the bottom total pole of like total population, but we're at the top of all these suicide rates and violence rates, it just shows you that tells you just how crazy outrageous and disturbing our numbers really are because we're outpacing people who outnumber us by the millions. Exactly. Yet more violence is happening to us. So like joking and telling a young man who also struggled with depression in his young age, fighting between his sexuality and, and growing up in Chicago where I'm pretty sure he didn't live in an embracing community Absolutely not. Like telling this young man to go commit suicide and the world would be better for it. Like that is, that is out of bounds, man. Like, especially when he's joking, like he's literally joking. Like you can't take a joke. (laughs) And we all know that there will never be a little Boosie Nas X. Well, let me, let me pause and say, I'm, I I am 90% confident that there will never be a little Boosie and Nas X collab. Right. However, Lil Boosie can surprise us and say, you know what, I was wrong or whatever have you, or I apologize. I don't, I I will not put money on it. I will not bank on it. But what I will say is uh, more than likely there will not be a Lil Nas X Boosie collaboration. You knew that boy was playing. You knew that boy was trolling. And he was just taking it in lighthearted fun. And you just took it to a a really dark uh, place where it's uncalled for. It's super uncalled for. I mean, I don't even know what to say no more, honestly, because I think we've said it so many different times as it relates to to this dude. We we mentioned it when he when he brought up Zaya, right? Uh, right. A young woman who had not even thinking about Boosie. She probably didn't know who Boosie was. <laughs> probably not. And you know, D Wade having to step up for his daughter, right? Yeah. Um, Boosie's been checked by Mike Tyson on this. Right. Like Mike Tyson literally checked you on his podcast. Like, why does it matter to you? Like, why are you so concerned about what's happening in other people's lives um, and other people's relationships and other people's bedrooms, what they're doing with their body? Why does that even matter to you? Focus on you. Right. Like you are way too focused on sexuality in general because you mention all the time, like pain, pain, (laughs) pain and women to, to sleep with your underage son. Right. Because why you are so focused on sex and what does that mean for manhood? And like, it makes me wonder like, dog, what happened to you when you were locked up? Exactly. Like That's what it really makes exactly. me wonder. Right. Like wh- wh- what happened to you when you was locked up? Because you are lashing oftentimes, out. Yeah. I oftentimes wonder like, did someone, did someone introduce sexual deviance to you for you to be such a sexual deviant? Like what is happening here? <laughs> That's true, right? And it could be, it could even be like even before you went to jail, even childhood, right? Like, yeah, well, sexual violence, right? Yeah, um, not just deviance because deviance is something that could uh, actually be controlled and something that can actually be pleasurable to some folks. It is violence that is not okay uh, on any level and not pleasurable to anyone on any level, and that can also be another you know cause for boosies deranged outbursts and things of that nature and some of the things that he's done with strippers to his children his own children i don't know it's just weird he's weird man (laughs) his obsession with it is weird like i i don't think there's anything in my life that i'm that obsessed with sorry about the throat clear folks (laughs) but uh i don't i can't i can't I can't figure it out and I can't put my finger on it. Like most people who are this highly homophobic have some homosexual tendencies. That's what I've come to see, right? All the politicians who put all these bills out to stop it. Mm -hmm. And then you find out they got a little homie in the back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I mean, we've caught so many politicians in airport bathrooms, getting it off with other men and other women. And on the legislative floor have been totally against everything, pastors and all types of other stuff. I mean, be who you are. It's 2021. Ain't nobody got time to be living alternate lives. If you, 
you know, like the Kinsey scale says, sexuality is very fluid. People's it, sexuality is a pendulum that that swings from time to time. People, you know, swing up sometimes to the the opposite side of their known sexuality all their lives, and that's completely fine. It's okay. Be you. It's okay to be you in twenty twenty one. It is, and once again, we have to stop demonizing and demonizing, you know, our young black, any, not even young, just demonizing, you know, people for being themselves and loving who they love. Like they, yo, it has been by now. Y'all shouldn't know. It's not a choice. Like it is, yeah. it's not a choice. You should know this by now. Um, and I, I mean, I just I told y'all, homosexuality sometimes is very ghetto. I would not wake <laughs> up and choose it every day. Okay, <laughs> and that's honestly that's what I tell that's what I tell people when they when they hit that you know it's a choice and they're choosing them. Like, so you think this person has chose to be like abandoned by their family, right? Right. Like this is I'm going to choose. To have everything I know ripped apart and torn away from me because they don't agree with my sexuality. I'm gonna choose that. Like, who would do that? Like, who would do yeah. that? Like, that that's, makes zero sense to make that choice. Clearly, it's not it a does. choice. Like, clearly, it's not. it's not a choice. I don't know anyone who's mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm gonna choose to be homeless because I want. Like, right? Like, I don't get that. That's that shows you it's not a choice. Like that's I think people understand that it's not a choice. I think people just want to they they want to find the rationale. They want to find the why. Well, why is homosexuality a thing? Why are you homosexual? Is it because of, you know, something that's genetic? Is it because of this? It is a mental thing? Is it a physical thing? Like what is it? And because we cannot pick sexual attraction apart, we want to label it of what we what we know to be true, right? And we want to pinpoint certain things that are created in our subconscious and in our bias, or sometimes not even in our subconscious, our actual consciousness, and rooted in bias to demonize these things. And it's it's not you're you're not going to solve sexuality, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's honestly, it's like people are afraid, like they're going to catch gay. It's so weird. <laughs> like it's that's so weird. that's literally what they're afraid of. Like, yo, what made you turn out that way? So I want to make sure I don't do that, or I hang out with my aunts too long because that's gonna make me gay. Like that's not how any of this. Ha- that's not how any of this works, right? Right. Not any of this works. My brother, my little brother, and I slept in the same bed until I was fifteen, and my little brother is the furthest <laughs> thing from gay. Um. You know, and, and, and it's so funny because people be like, well, have you always known your brother was gay? He was like, yeah, I always knew my brother was gay. Um, they was like, and you were okay with it? He's like, well, he's him. Like, ain't got shit to do with me. <laughs> I mean, I've heard stories of like some, when, when people, you know, finally come out and reveal to their family and some of their family members, you know, appear to be shocked. But I've heard way more stories of family members like, mm-hmm. yeah, we knew. Like we've been waiting on you since you was like seven. Like we've been waiting on you to for you to accept who you are. Right? Like that's what yeah. we've been waiting on. So once again, I, I know people. Um I I I knew my cousin, right? Like when we were kids, mm-hmm. we playing house. He always had to be the wife. Okay. <laughs> Oh man! Like, he he be playing with my sister, and he make my sister be the husband. I'm like, yo, that's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a clear sign, y'all. He's screaming at us. Well, wait, not always. Well, I mean, well, I, well, hey. All right, let, hey, let me uh, let me take a little further. Not only was he the wife, he had to go get a towel, put it on his head because he needed the hair. <laughs> okay, so I had a cousin that did that too. And... <laughs> He yes, he he did that too, and yes. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, yo, yeah, you know these things. Like kids know these things. We see it, like yo. And unfortunately, right, it was you know late '90s, early '90s, right, like the mid '90s. Mm-hmm. Man, we don't the language we have today, the acceptance we have today. 
right? Like he, 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 you know, definitely is sheltered because mm-hmm. we grew up a very hyper masculine environment, like super right. hyper masculine environment, right? Um, so like I, when I think back and reflect on like his upbringing, like I do feel bad, and like I do see why he's such he's so introverted. He doesn't want to hang out around a lot of people. It's just because he was never really fully allowed to be himself. And when he was, you know, he was ridiculed for it. Right. right. He was he was always called the little punk. Oh, that little punk is going to stay in the house. Right. Um, and like those things back then, I gave no thought to it. Right. Like, right. I never defended him. I gave no thought to it. Like, ah, he's just, you know, that's, he's just different. Just leave him alone. But like now you see the impact that has on a grown man. Right. And we're in 2021. It still shouldn't be happening, but it is. It does. And that's unfortunate when kids are bullied like that. Very unfortunate. I just saw a report like 50, 56% of black LGBTQ uh, youth report being bullied. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is widely the case that black LGBTQ folks will tell you that we've been called faggot way before we were called niggas, right? Like, I remember hearing faggot as young as I was five or six. I wasn't called that until I was maybe like a teenager, but I do recall hearing the word in our household, and I recall a lot of the stuff that, you know, bringing it back to Boosie, I I recall a lot of the stuff that he's spewing uh, coming from people that I know, people that I love, uh, my loved ones, my family members, like I can recall them saying all these things. And, you know, at the time I had no idea who I was. So I I didn't think much of it. It wasn't until I was a teenager that I came into my own. And I was like, damn, that's kind of effed. Like, that's not okay for people to be using these kinds of words and saying these types of things. And I'm one of those people, you know, like I was called a faggot before I was called a nigga. Like it was, it, it just, it is what it is. And I was called a faggot by a family member. So, yeah. you know, I mean, and that, that word was so commonly used, right. For, for everything. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Even as a straight kid, you get hurt and you cry. They drop, they call right. you the F word. And I'm like, yo, dude, don't you see my ankle? Like it, I'm hurting right, right now. Like I need, I need love. I need, com- I need compassion. I need care. I don't need you to tell me to suck it up and mm-hmm. and get back up. I'm hurt. Right. And th- those are some of the things like, so I have two girls, obviously I don't have a boy, but still in the same vein, right. It's really caring for them and really listening to them when they're telling me something or when they showing me something. And that's something that mm-hmm. I feel our older generation really didn't do. Cause they didn't get that either. And I don't blame them for that. I just blame, you know, the times that you're growing up in, you had to be rough. You had to be tough. Right. So you don't Mm -hmm. need that anymore. Right. But yeah, the F word, man, tossed around like government cheese around here. Like it was just, everybody got it. And it's just crazy. And then when you try to tell (laughs) like, yo, yo family now that, yo, we don't use that no more. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, especially because I got these degrees, they want to throw my education at me. Oh, you want to go away to school and now you think you can say, no, 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 no. It has nothing to do with my education. This is just normal rules in society. That word is not okay. Yeah. Or, or people be like, oh, that's gay, right? Like I have a cousin who used to say, or or she probably still does. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but she used to say, oh, that's so gay. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, hey, I can understand that they that may be odd to you. I believe the word that you're trying to go for is odd. <laughs> it's not gay, however, and there's nothing odd about being gay. <laughs> so let's be very clear. Yeah. And she would always be like, Jarrell, don't do that to me. Don't be trying to make me seem like I'm one of your students or whatever have you. Bruh, that blows my mind <laughs> when you are a teacher, a professor, or whatever have you, because my intelligence has been used against me almost my entire life, right? Like, oh, Jarrell, you talk white. Even though I talk like any other basic person from Baltimore uh, and probably even more so when I get around my family because they straight up hood, right? Um, and so <laughs> when I became a debater in high school, people were like, don't use that debate against me. Da-da-da-da. I'm like, I'm actually just using the skills that I already have. And these are the skills that I use in debate. So it's just me. 
right? And then when I became an administrator in higher education, everybody like, well, don't treat me like I'm one of your students or don't try to analyze me or blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, I'm just talking to you like a normal person and trying to express how you may be wrong in this situation, okay? <laughs> and trying to get you back on track. <laughs> Nah, man, they want you to be earn, 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 earn. <laughs> right, earn, 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 had a earn, earn. That's that's what they want, man. <laughs> they they don't want that enunciation, right? Yo, that is crazy. I mean, that's a whole nother topic, honestly. That is a whole nother topic. That is a whole nother topic because that is also one of the reasons why we still lag in like college enrollment. Yeah, it's because it is. we, as a community, sometimes we don't value those who are smart. Like we make them, we try to make you feel dumb because you're smart, or make you feel bad because you're smart, or that you have aspirations right. other than where everyone else is in your, you know, your sphere, right? Yeah. And I mean, it was always thrown around at me, even because I was studious, right? I wouldn't say I was always, always the smartest person, right? But right. I knew I had to do my work. And when I did my work, I did my work well. Right. Mm -hmm. So when people finally realized like, Oh wait, you going to college? Like, yeah, I'm going to college dog. Like, yeah. yeah like, yes, I can play around in class. I could be a fool, but when it was time to do my work, yo, I did my work. Like, I did my work. Exactly. Um, exactly. Like, it's, it's a difference. You can still be, I'm still Jeffrey from South Central LA Compton. Like I'm still that dude. That didn't stop me from doing my work. Like y'all hear me talk every week. I don't sound like an academic. Mm -hmm. Like this, is how I talk at work. I tell people all the time. Like I don't use, I don't speak, I don't speak academia because for our students, they don't understand academia language. So now, actually, why are you trying to sound smart? You sound dumb because nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> so, man, the way they try to weaponize your degrees right. against yeah. you in any argument, any argument. I, I love my family, but they, that's the first thing they want to throw out there. Just because you went to college don't mean you can tell me something. Nah, actually it does. Oh Cause I, I might know more about this topic, but yeah. outside of that, you know, we just having a conversation. We're just having a debate. Right. Right. People you, are multifaceted, multi-layered, like, like get with it. Okay. Just because you may be a little bit one dimensional does not mean that everybody else is. Gee, school you a schoolboy? Okay, I'm a schoolboy. Okay, whatever. But mm -hmm. the schoolboy yeah. then turned yeah. school. And what really gets me is when parents do that to their children, right? I be like, well, don't you want your child to be smart? Don't you want your child to be educated? Don't you want your child to utilize the skill set that they have innately to help them be successful in the future, so they can get the hell out your house? Like that's where I would come from. Because I'd be like, I just want you to get out my house <laughs> to a degree. To a degree, they want you to be smart. They want you to be able to use all your intelligence to, to provide right. for yourself and get income, but they don't ever want you to use that against them. Truth. Truth. Right. Truth. So you can be as smart as you want. Oh, my mom said it all the time. You can be as smart as you want with all those other people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when it comes to me, I'm your mama. Okay. I know everything. But that doesn't, just because you're my mama doesn't change that you wrong. <laughs> Ooh, like, and I, I never, I remember I made my mom mad one day, so bad, so mad. Cause my goal in life was to like flip all those things. They used to tell you as a kid, when you couldn't have an opinion, like when you start paying bills, you can have mm -hmm. an opinion. When you get your own house, you can have an opinion. So like my goals really have been shaped by that. So like when family are talking, right. I'm like, Hey, I think I can add value. Now I have my own home. I'm paying rent. Like I'm doing all these things. Therefore, exactly. I can speak in this space now. I'm no longer a kid. By the way, that shit don't mm -hmm. work. They still try to shut me down. It, that shit still don't work. No, <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm like, hey, Bruh, didn't you, you tell know, me? Still, my cousins, some of my cousins curse around their parents, uh, my aunts and uncles. And my aunts and uncles like curse around me now. Like they didn't used to do that when we were children. Like they didn't mm -hmm. curse around us unless they were cursing at us. Like if they was like, get the fuck up there. So like, take your ass outside or something like that. Like that's when you would hear a curse word. But my, my, my aunts and uncles never really did that. And so curse words weren't, we didn't hear curse words a lot in my house. And so for now that I'm an adult, 
I am terrified to curse <laughs> around my aunts and uncles and my mom because I'm like, is it okay to do that now? Like, are we doing that? Like, my aunt Tina will sit there and talk your head off, and she'll be cursing. Da da da. Ain't that right? Ain't that bitch fucking stupid? And you'd be like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 bitch fucking stupid. And you like, <laughs> is it okay to say that? <laughs> so I had to tone it down. Um yeah. because I mean I grew up in a household where like cussing was you know, first language in my home and my growing up. Like that's just the gotcha. way my family we they loud. They it sounds like they're always arguing and debating, but no, that's just how they talk. They're aggressive. Yeah. So cussing was just a yep. thing. Um so I remember I was at home one day and I'm talking and I'm like, I'm cussing. And my mom like, man, where you learn all these cuss words? You need to stop cussing in my house like that. I'm like, from y'all. Like who you from think y'all. I picked this what up from? Like from y'all. Right. But I did, I did have to tone it down when mom called me out on it. And now I don't cuss as much around my mom unless like we in like a heated conversation or something happened or somebody do something stupid. But I had to tone yeah. it down because <laughs> she called me out. I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I am getting too comfortable with you, mama. Like you are yeah. my mom, there is some respect there that I need to uphold, right? You not. Yeah, I don't. I don't curse around or curse at my mother, but boy, sometimes my mother be getting it in my head. I'd be like, <laughs> "You, ooh, 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 always get it. They always get it in you your get head. That work, boy. They always. Yeah, I'll, I'll never like cuss out my mom. Like that's something I can't. Yeah, do. No, I don't know. God like, no. No matter how much we might disagree or have a big fight, there's no. I can't cross that line. Right. So my cussing is always just yeah. general conversation. We talking about something else. But if we are having right. a disagreement or something, yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Like my sister yeah. can. I'd be like, yo, you need to stop talking to my mama like that. Right. <laughs> but I can't. Like, I just can't. Like, this, at the end of the day, that's still my mama. No matter how mad exactly. she make me. At the end of the day, that's my mama. Exactly. So, but, uh, yeah. We got any educated or foolish today? I mean, it, it was my turn to ask the educated and foolish questions. I do apologize. I have one educated and foolish. So I saw this thing on the internet that's going around, right? And so apparently this guy asked this girl out on a date. She agreed to the date. She also she also brought a few of her family members. Uh, I will say about 12, I think it was. And the bill was $3,100. The young man got up and he left, leaving the family to sit there and figure out the bill. Was this young lady's decision to bring her family to this first date educated or foolish? And was it educated or foolish for this young man (laughs) to get up and leave their asses at the table with a $3,100 bill? (laughs) All right. So I saw the story too. (laughs) And it wasn't 12. It was 23. It was 23 people? Jesus! Uh, see? 23. She brought 23 people to her blind date. <laughs> so, I'm going to say educated and foolish on her part, and I'm going to explain why it's educated and foolish. Yo, somebody got to feed these people. <laughs> somebody got to feed my people? Yo, they hungry. Yo, we hungry. I can't... I can blanking on what movie that was, but we hungry. Oh, fa- uh, too fast, too furious. When Tyrese was like, "Yo, we hungry." But yeah, so <laughs> she was trying to get them fed. Foolish oh. for thinking she was actually going to get them, especially with that type of bill, right? Like, yeah, maybe if you was like, "Yo, we hurting right now." Maybe we ain't got to sit down at this restaurant. Maybe we can go to Mickey D's at the dollar menu up, right? feed my family, right? Then I still doubt anyone would do it, but at least you've made a reasonable request at somewhat, right? Like, all right, you're not trying to hit my pocket for for a couple G's, right? Exactly. For the young man, definitely educated. Like, I want to know, like, how did you leave? Like, did she go to the bathroom and you just, like, snuck off or you just looked at this, like, Actually, no, foolish. Foolish. I'm thinking about yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know if I would have stayed around. I'm thinking about this. You stayed around long enough for the bill to come. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, like, even even if he thought, like, oh, they just came and they're going to pay for their own food, 
but still mm-hmm. she bought 23 people on your first date that is yeah. red flags up a storm like everybody's been doing that little red flag meme now that is super mm-hmm. red flag so dog that's actually foolish for you to actually sit around eat and have a bill actually come for you to be like oh wait y'all want me to pay for all this and then leave dog right. if my wife would have my, my wife is one of 11 right <laughs> if my wife would have showed up with her siblings and my <laughs> and my in-laws right so What's that? 12 people. I'm not even counting her nieces mm-hmm. and nephews. I'm just counting the adults. If she was to show up with 12 people, 13 mm-hmm. counting her, on our first date, we will not be married mm-hmm. today. Nope. I just would have looked at her like, and all we and all I was going to was Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> like all right. we went to was Applebee's. But if she would have showed up with her family, no. So dog, actually, you foolish. I, I take back my educator. You foolish for even entertaining long enough to get to a bill to walk out on. Oh my even, God. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, dog, how you just be like, oh, that's cool. Table for 24. Actually, um, 25. She brought 23. So 25. I was responsible. <laughs> and where did y'all eat where there's like a table ready for 25? That's like a reservation type of. <laughs> Exactly. Like you gotta reserve, you gotta reserve a seat for for twenty five people. Shoot, I mean, sometimes for twenty five people, sometimes some restaurants will even make you like rent out a space inside the restaurant for the night. Yeah, like to accommodate that many people. Uh, yeah, so Jeez. absolutely foolish. Absolutely. Now that I've thought this through more, mm-hmm. you were foolish for even like. I was. I haven't looked at it long enough. I wonder if there's a photo. She got to be bad. It had like, to be. She got to be. be like <laughs> Sierra. Mm-hmm. Sierra bad. Like yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking on my other my other my other crush. I can't I can't remember yeah. her last name. That's the one. It's Megan. Megan good. Not Megan Good. I used to I used to love me some Megan Good, but not some more. Oh. Whatever. She was the hip hop vixen. I can't think of her name. Blanking on it. Megan. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah. Meg the Stallion when she's dressed up in like yeah. formal wear. Like there's mm-hmm. no like when Meg dresses up in formal wear, I'm like, yo, yeah. you are so fly. Like fly. Oh, which speaking is, of that. Speaking of that, I'm disappointed. Um, you're foolish. I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed. No, no, no. Don't be disappointed in me. I'm You're disappointed. Foolish. So for our listeners, I text Jeff earlier because I went by Popeye's and I got some hottie sauce, right? So usually when I go to Popeye's, I get like the shrimp basket and all that kind of stuff like that. I don't really enjoy the chicken because it's, it's, it's real dry. And so I got the shrimp basket and then I was like, well, can I get some hottie sauce? And they were like, okay, cool, but we're going to charge you. I'm like, all right, dope. So then they mistakenly gave me the nuggets with the hottie sauce which i was not mad at until i bit into one of them dry ass nuggets and it was disgusting but the hottie sauce was good those nuggets popeyes y'all need to be canceled for those nuggets y'all or, or y'all need to bring reintroduce the nuggets with 28 percent less breading or something because them nuggets are terrible okay and if popeyes ever sponsors this podcast i will take that back and i'll eat those <laughs> nuggets and I will 100% redact my statement. But until then, those nuggets are absolutely trash. And they as dry as them damn biscuits. So, Yo, no. I, biscuits, you definitely need something to wash it down with. But I love me some yeah. Popeye biscuits, man. Actually, I do love, I, I like them. They're just dry. Actually, I was driving by Popeye's literally when you text me. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like around, yeah. it was around West Coast lunchtime. So like I was driving around, I had an event, finished the event. It was like y'all need to get some lunch, and literally mm-hmm. driving by Popeyes when you text me, and I was like, <laughs> man, I can't do it. It's good. I can't do it. I can't. It's do like it. it's like chipotle sauce, like chipotle pepper or chipotle sauce with like some kind of sweet vinaigrette type thing, and it's also like hot sauce in it, and I, I don't know how to like break down the sauce itself but it's it's good it's, it's good i like the sauce i do like the sauce and can't do it all shout outs to meg this is the one thing that i have done 
out of any rapper that has had a meal or whatever have you. I'm not doing no sweetie meal. I'm not doing no damn Travis Porter ketchup and, and fries on a burger and nuggets mixed together. No, I ain't doing all that. But this hottie sauce is, is pretty damn good. I, I love how you just showed your age. You was like Travis Porter. <laughs> oh, oh, who was Travis Porter? It was Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Oh, I was like, is there another one? Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and on that man we out of here for the week <laughs> thank y'all for listening follow like subscribe share and until next Monday man we out alright peace everybody <laughs>